Hello, everybody in SoundCloud world. This is an important announcement from your CEO. It has come to my attention that our intern last week <laughs> uploaded episode 45 onto his your per- pri- your my your private account. SoundCloud account, which I didn't know that I had. That intern's swift action has been taken. He has been fired. And... Episode forty-five will be uh, will be uh, uploaded on the correct platform. The we only do one take podcast SoundCloud account. It also has come to my attention that our intern also thought it would be appropriate to release the uh, episode twenty-nine, which is not the official. It's not actually it out is, yet. It's it not is, actually out yet. It'll be out on Sunday. It'll be out on Sunday. So that just means. But it is Mr. not the that official. Just it is not the official <laughs> just, episode twenty-nine. That, that just means, Mister Mister CEO, that if you don't have a new episode of episode twenty-nine to replace it with, uh-huh. the intern from the magic of his home studio will upload that episode. <laughs> With or without you. Well, that's episode 29, part A, to be released on Sunday with it. The real episode 29, part B, coming soon. And, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the We Only Do One Take podcast. Uh, Joining me is the Chief Health and Safety Officer, birthday boy extraordinaire. Thank you very much. He's crinkly he's got a walking frame now turn uh, you know what i've been in enough i've been using enough uh crutches and moon boots in my time i think that's enough for me but yes i'm feeling mighty old i'm at the ripe old age of 28 of 27 at the moment so let's just hope this year is are you 27 i'm 27 oh. and that will bring let's just hope this my 27th year is better than uh kurt cobain's Let's just say that. Yeah. Well, I got past my 27, <laughs> so I'm fine. It, it's all downhill from now. Uh, well, it's been downhill for a number of years, but we're, <laughs> we're still here. Yes, Kieran, I don't know how you did it, but somehow you uh, your account now has one of our episodes on it. <laughs> and the threat now is that uh, episode 29, which was put together, um, finally. Yes. Apparently part A, mm-hmm. but will also be released Sunday. So hopefully we get everyone will mm-hmm. be very lucky. All the fans, all the, all the lovely wankers out there, yes. will get four episodes on our account uploaded this week. <laughs> and aren't they lucky? <laughs> they are. They are very lucky listeners uh, or, or consumers. Um, Turch, one of the most popular episodes that we've had has been the Rollies episode. Yes, where, um, the Netherlands have. Just, yeah, just... I remember telling you this. I remember watching it and refreshing the page because I like to check the stats here and there. And I think we're definitely over 3,000 listens at the moment. Right. Well, what I wanted to do is I wanted to go, what is that word rolly? Because I yeah, made yeah, it yeah. up for retirement schoolies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, rollies, right? <laughs> well, rollies, uh, our investigative department, yeah. has come back to me. And rollies are a type of shoe in the Netherlands. Oh, really? <laughs> really? It is and it based... Uh, the research says it's based in Australia from an Australian invention. No way. But it is... Are those those shoes with the, like the roll... Like, I think we call them Heelys here. Like, they have got like the, the roller skate shoe at the back? No, 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 no. They're, they're the shoes. Oh, okay. Like a sort of a casual sort of shoe there. Yeah, casual with lots of little holes in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they call those rollies. They call them. They call them rollies. As I think I messaged you about this, 
Yes. Episode, was it 41? 40? Uh, something something like that. Called Rollies. Um, it, it was one of our most popular episodes, like straight off the bat, and all these people from the Netherlands. So they're probably waiting, waiting for us to talk about shoes. Shoes, yeah. yeah. But we never get there. We never get there. Maybe we should encode all our podcasts. Like, we should call this one, like, the, the Brony Happy Hour or something like that. That way my little pony fans will just listen to it. <laughs> like, we should trick, <laughs> trick all our audience every episode to do it something subtly different. I think that might help us get either lots of hate mail yeah. <laughs> or potentially another fan. <laughs> well, I reckon, I, and I also reckon we take politics side whenever we go, like... Liberals are wankers, and then the next episode is Labor's are wankers, and all hail the Liberal Party. Then the episode after that, all hail, all hail Labor Party. You know what I mean? We'll get a broad collective. That's I'd, I'd like to think that our fans are a big broad collective, but I feel like a lot of them are just listening, waiting for the Trump watch every week. <laughs> Sadly, no Trump watch this week, but we'll we'll try our best for next one. But Kieran, do you have a rant for us? Uh, no. Oh well, you kind of do. I kind of do. Because I, I kind of have a little one. But if you've got something for me... Uh, no, you know, you go. All right. You go. It's, mine's a very simple one. Um, we've got our New Year's episode coming up. We do. The New Year's special. The New Year's special. And Jess is organising the party. Mm-hmm. Now, you're coming up a bit earlier as well. So, we've, right, got, like, we've got like a Mexican night one night. And then we've got like a chill... Bad movie night, mm-hmm. the night before New Year's Eve. More of a recovery night. More of a recovery night, like a chill sort of, you know, just making sure that our bodies are prepared, that we don't go overboard for New Year's Eve. Mm. And then New Year's Eve is the big night. It's the Miami Vice 80s party. Really exciting. Extraordinaire. I cannot wait. And on the weekend, I went down to Roger David, which is closing down completely. So if you're looking for a suit, cheap. That's really nice. Hmm. Roger David, at the moment, 70% off. <whistles> Pretty good. So I went down and thought, ah, I don't need a suit, but, you know. What did you any- get? Well, if there's any shirts or, like, chinos or something like that, I might pick up. But they had the perfect 1980s, uh, like, floral, p- pink, Hawaiian-type shirts. Perfect mm-hmm. for the 80s party. Oh, yeah. And I picked it up 70% off, so for 25 bucks, I picked up a beautiful, nice, you know, 80s style shirt. Yeah, right. I feel like a character from uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Fantastic. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. So I took it home, very excited, showed Jess. She was, she was like, yep, that's great. But here's here's my little rant. And again, it's nothing big. But why do the tags on the inside of the shirt on the side? Mm. You know what I mean? Like on the side mm-hmm. seams. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck are they like three inches long? That is an excellent question. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, you know, you take all the, the labels and tags off. But, like, there's... And there's some adhered, like, you know, they're there with a safety pin connected to it. Mm. But there's always that one really long tag. Oh, yeah. Well, see, you're not on that CEO money, right? <laughs> so, I get my shirts tailored. I understand that, right? but... Tailored. Yeah. Right. I want to see your tailored shirt. <laughs> comfortable, comfortable fitting. It fits well, right? None of this, none of this... I don't have these tag problems. You know, maybe one day when you're a CEO <laughs> and you have the responsibility of making sure a podcast is broadcast <laughs> on the right channel to well, our listeners. Maybe I'm just not on those wages as of yet. <laughs> but for now, for a joke shirt, I just wanted a nice something simple to wear. But it seriously had like a tag. I should have kept it. I had to cut it because it was like 
two, three inches long of tag. You're saying yours is only two to three inches long? Yeah, the tag. Okay. Yeah. You call it a tag. The unit itself is much larger. Okay. <laughs> but the tag. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, small price tag. <laughs> they are, are like large price tags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Oh, by the way, I was uh, down in Southland the yeah. other day. I'm very impressed. <laughs> I'm going to go back there because there's a hat I've got to buy. But I, oh, I, I thought you'd get tailored suits and tailored <laughs> clothing. Oh, no, you're going to buy a hat? But I'm going to I hope it doesn't have a long tag, motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But I'm going to give you the hat to give to me. <laughs> right. Because, and I need to act all surprised. Right. Right. Because on the hat, it was black. Big giant writing on it. C-E-O. <laughs> I will never buy you anything with the word CEO on it. Ever. And I'm like, I want that hat. I, I will only buy it you if it's just set on top of the words, a letter CEO. It's just the worst. Then I will buy you any type of t-shirt, hat, cup. Anything that you want, but I will say the worst. Ooh, cup would be good. Be mug, a mug, yeah. You know, it'd be really great if we got one of those spoons. <laughs> like episode twenty nine, <laughs> they are on their way. Yeah. No, I oh, want, but that's actually on its way. <laughs> so you better get on that. Uh, I do have a rant. The dry cleaner lost my tailored shirt with the no tag. See, if you had a tag, what? Have- so I'm trying to. So it's been missing for two weeks. Well, I, that's it. That's gone. I picked up my suit two weeks ago. Shirt gone. Not there. Well, you get your shirt right. dry cleaned. Yeah. Yeah, you just chuck it in the wash. No, 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 no. Because because I needed my suit, right? Yeah, your suit, you dry cleaned. And I was being lazy. And I was like, well, stuff ironing the shirt as well. Mm. I, if I'm going to pick up my suit, I might, might as well, well pick it, up. Yeah. Might as well put it all together. Because you don't so, wear suits and, and, you know. I don't wear that often, right? Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? Better just grab it. Cause, uh, and these dry cleaners never let me down. Never yeah. let me down. Yeah. Right? And they're the type of people I can rely on that they can get it done in 24 hours. That's... Right? Because if I don't plan ahead, they can get it done. They charge They charge for it, but yeah. they can get it done in 24 hours. That's pretty good. And I can pick it up the next day. That's amazing. Yeah, Fantastic, yeah. right? So, love them. Okay. They lost my shirt first time. Ugh. Now, this shirt was tailored. 50 US dollars it cost me. Mm-hmm. Right? So, it's that like 80 Australian? About 80 Australian. Right? It's a silk shirt. It's a very nice shirt. Nice. It's It's, you know... Didn't pick you. Pick you as a silk man. This was. Uh, this was when <laughs> when you're getting a tailored suit made, right? And you're getting. You've got to get the best. The best. The best. I. I don't know. I don't think I could wear silk shirts. I think. I think, I think I it's would like. Feel, I think it's like silk and cotton. I don't. It's I was like, gonna say I would feel like I was in like a robe ready for a massage. You know it, what I mean? It's not a hundred percent silk. Right. Right. But it's <laughs> it's very nice. You know what I mean? You, you look at it and you're just like that is quality. You know what I mean? That is CEO. You go. You look at him and you go, he's a CEO, right? They've lost it. Where, where was I going with this rant? Anyway. I don't know. Two weeks. Two, <laughs> two weeks, weeks has gone by. I go in there again and I'm like, have you found my shirt? Anyway, they're like, well, what does the tag say? And I'm like, well, it was made in Vietnam. I don't know what it says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So I'm trying to explain to them and I'm like, well, what color is it? I'm like, white. And they're like, oh, well, we've got a lot of white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch. Plus, this place, they take it to a different place to get it dry cleaned and then bring it back. Yeah, that's, that's pretty standard. They though. don't do it at this store. So, anyway, thank God my suit had a my, small tag. A sm- not a See, big tag, a small tag. But I'm happy with the small tag. I just hate these, like, three and four inch things. You know, and it's really, really common. On, I, I know you don't know this, but it's really, really common on, like, sports shirts, like gym shirts and stuff like that. 
that yeah. that was that was a joke at you because you don't go to the gym. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. I, was, I know that. Was, what did you say? Oh, I said, oh, don't worry. The, the moment has <laughs> passed, but when you edit this episode, you'll notice how good that joke was. <laughs> Sorry, I was I was looking at Roger David. I'm like, yes, they do have seventy percent off. Yeah, they do. They do. So they're closing down. They're in liquidation. So if you'd like to go down, there you go. Definitely, and all our fans out there definitely go out there. But Kieran. I really want to know what that joke was now. No, no, you have to listen to the episode. Now you have to edit the episode. (laughs) But Kieran, I think you have an article for us. What have you got for us? I certainly do. (sighs) A woman was jailed for three months because police thought her cotton candy was meth. (laughs) A Georgia woman spent three months in jail after two deputies said a field test of a blue substance found in a car. She was in turned up positive for methamphetamine. But it wasn't meth. It was cotton candy. That's amazing. Uh, Dasha Fincher claims that while she was in jail, she missed several major life events, including the birth of two twin grandchildren and was refused medical care for a broken hand and an ovarian cyst. Now she has filed a lawsuit against the Monroe (laughs) County and the three officials involved for wrongful imprisonment and violating her civil rights. An ovarian cyst, like, I know people that have suffered from them before Mm -hmm. and all I know is that they're the most excruciating pain. Yeah, right. And obviously, you know, any broken bone is pretty bad to be neglected. Yeah. <laughs> because they fucked up. The, they couldn't <laughs> tell the difference between cotton candy and meth. They didn't do They obviously didn't do that. Let, let me, on the movie, is like, let's try it. I don't think that, yeah, I don't think they do that. What do you mean? That's I don't fun. think they test the drugs <laughs> as they're arresting someone. But she must have had, a, for, for a drug test to come up positive, she must have had... A tiny little bit of methamphetamine somewhere. Well, it could, yeah, but in comparison to the 100% sugar that cotton candy is, <laughs> I think they should, I think the laboratory there should really be able to tell the difference. I would say if something is mostly sugar, like 90% to 95% sugar, I would assume that it has to be some sort of lolly or candy product. Even if it has 5% methamphetamine, which is made up of a bunch of chemicals, I, I'd assume. I could just imagine this getting... Sh- sugar's like two two elements stuck together, isn't it? Oh, you, you I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need, I need a sci- Our science man's on the computer playing computer games. <laughs> <laughs> Bring in the science man. Yeah, I know, right? That's pretty good. That's pretty bad uh, cop work. I could just imagine the uh, the judge when you go in front of the judge and you're like, yep, we fucked up. It, well, there'll be no other way of... Like, there have to be some sort of settlement. Someone would have to get fired. Uh, a lot of settlement. Someone would have to get stood down, paid leave. Yeah. Yep. For about a year. That sounds about While right. there's an investigation. While there's an investigation. It'd be a very easy investigation. I'll give you that <laughs> one. It's already in the news. <laughs> a good year. Uh, a good year. Oh. Um, years. Well, Kieran. Yes. It's been a very interesting time. Okay. For people on the internet recently. And this is something that was brought to my attention on my birthday. Like, you know, we went out and the... Uh, Tell us about the chicken, because I wasn't there for the chicken. The chicken was amazing. Absolutely amazing. You really missed out on that one. I'm putting it out there. But while we were eating our chicken... Why was the chicken so good? It was really tender. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the... Jess and I got the boneless. Mm-hmm. It was really tender. Mm-hmm. Really crunchy on the outside, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then two different kinds of dipping sauce. Oh, Wow. And we had like was it a, breast? Was it wings? Was it what was it? I think it was a mix of things. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you got like you know a bit of breast, a bit of tenderloin, a bit of thigh. And so they put the they put the 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 but, not the butter but the 
the, the, the flour and all that. That's that right. Stuff yeah, yeah, make yeah, it really crispy. It was super crispy. It was nicely cooked inside. Obviously, like you know, nice and white. And the dipping sauces was like a, a spice, but not too spicy, just enough to sort of give you that nice taste. Hmm. And the other one was like a sweet soy one, and that was really good too. Sort of complemented. Yeah. Uh, and so. what beer did you get with it? Oh, we got like this um, keg of beer that they brought to the table. A keg of beer? Yeah. It was like mini kegs, but like we drank two of them. Shit. Yeah, we were... I we, missed out. We were thirsty boys and girls. I mean, I was getting Indian at that time, but... Well, know. look, you know, we can't all win. No, we can't. <laughs> but nonetheless, we were sitting at the table. You should really not get onto tangents, Turch. I know, right. But we were sitting at the table and I was sitting next to my rhythm guitarist slash trumpet player slash sometimes the lead guitarist of the cliches. And he goes to me, something's going to come out in the news. And I think you should talk about it on your podcast. So I'm t- giving him full credit for this. Yeah. Because he got he, me on it. He's going to sign up for The Bachelor. Reb? Well, yes, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> I do, and I think you should too. I think we should try to push for you to be on The Bachelor because I think it'd be hilariously great. As long as I get to wear my CEO cap. You can wear whatever you want, buddy boy. <laughs> you can wear whatever you want, birthday boy. But he goes to me because you need to get on this. So Reb, thank you very much for this article. So he told me, in a quick summary... That people on the internet were reporting women on the internet to the IRS. And he left me with that. And I'm like, huh, that doesn't sound that interesting. But I trust this guy with my life because he's just a freak. Would you trust me with your life? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> Perspective, yeah. Uh, why wouldn't uh, you trust me with my with Look, your we're life, not going to go off and... No, 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 you've <laughs> gone there. Let's go there. Why? why? Uh, look... I've been with in a band with this guy for many a year. Mm-hmm. We've only done the podcast for two. Okay. <laughs> Not even two. One. <laughs> haven't, even, yeah. haven't even hit a year of episodes yet, but we'll see in New Year's. <laughs> Maybe we'll make it. But nonetheless, I decided to search it out. Mm. Decided. And this is what came this is what came up in the news. Right wing trolls report online sex workers to tax authorities in hashtag thought or audit. Now, does that make any sense to you at all? <laughs> no? Uh, First of all, we need to know, what is a thought? I want to know, what the, did, did they overcharge these these oh. conservatives when they were going to see them in the, in the brothels? Or, or? No, 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 no. This is, and, and that's what I thought too, but this is, no, this is even better than I could ever imagine. So, do you know, first things first, do you know what a thought is? A thought, like T-H-O-T? T-H-O-T. No idea. Okay, so a thought is a, is a word that's used on the internet quite a bit, and it actually stands for something. It stands for that horror over there, thought, mm, mm. which basically just means like a, like a basic sort of bitch, and some, but like, you know, bimbo sort of girl. Yeah, uh, bottom you know, bitch. Yeah, it takes, a lot, it takes a lot of photos of herself on, for yeah. like, you know, for lo- Facebook likes or Instagram likes and mm-hmm. this and that. Not much going on in the head, but, mm. you know, attractive, mm. but that's about it, you okay. know? And does all those photos, like, uh, all those... Um, all those social media posts that, you know, everyone sort of, no, no one should really be into, but people like, and that's how she gets her, you know, a bit of an attention whore sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so that's what a thought is. Okay. Now we need to understand uh, what an incel is. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the next thing. So an incel is someone who's uh, involuntarily celib- uh, cel- uh, like celibate. Which means that they can't find mm. a girlfriend or can't okay. find a partner or haven't had sex. Not because they don't want to have sex. It's just mm. that they can't... Uh, it's just well, not working. Well, that's why the word involuntary. Involuntary part. Mm. So this is the, these are these two kinds of groups. Okay. 
So this is this is the next part. This is what connects them, right? Snapchat has just released a new part of their app, and I'm sure you've heard of Snapchat before. We've used Snapchat to send each other uh, p- pictures of us on the toilet and all sorts of stupid shit like that. I haven't used Snapchat for a while. I haven't used it, but you know what? You but when like I get it. on there, my god, there's so many Snapchats. It's it's pretty bad, <laughs> <laughs> and I sort of lost interest in Snapchat, like you know. That's sort of thing. But Snapchat's released a new feature. It's called Snapchat Premium. So you, let's just say you're, I don't know, a super famous podcaster. You can now go... Can we have the We Only Do One Take Podcast Premium? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So what people, what it's meant to be done is like, okay, look, if you give me, I don't know, 10 bucks a month, whatever, uh, I will give you premium... Images. It's a subscription service. Subscription right. yeah. service. Perfect way of putting it. So what these thoughts have been doing is going, hey, we can use this subscription service. Wait, uh, uh, people, so if you're a thought, yeah. am I paying you $10 a month? Yeah, so they've gone, hey, I've got this premium service hmm. on Snapchat. So it's porn. It's basically the guys are paying for individualized pictures of this woman, porn-wise. Yeah. And they're selling their pictures through Snapchat Premium. Yeah. Which is one way of doing it. So that's how this started. I'm like, okay. I sort of get how these incels, they're, they're going, you know what? I can't get a girlfriend, but I can buy naked pictures, pretty cheap, ongoing, for a subscription service. Interesting. Interesting. I'm just doing the figures. These girls must be fucking raking it in. Well, they are. Because, you know, even if they go 10 per... $10 each a month, they have, a, you know, 100 people. It's a thousand, you know, thousand bucks yeah. a month. For doing what they're already doing. We're doing what they're already doing. So someone in the, the United States... Is not happy. Is not happy. And they, they've labelled these right-wing trolls. But it's sort of more just a general sort of men have been doing this. But one man found out that... If they're making so much money, or hmm. any money, morally, they should be declaring that as income. Hmm. Unless it's a hobby. Well, no, because this is a, a ongoing way of making money. Hmm. If it was a hobby, it just doesn't fit under the hobby thing, right? Okay. Technically, it, if this is their way of making money, mm-hmm. it's income. Hmm. Well, they're going to be paying tax, unless it's a hobby. Exactly. The right. loophole there is the hobby part. Exactly right. But we, I think we need an accountant really to explain whether this is a hobby or whether this is well, like said, taxable if, if, income. If this is considered their job, if hmm. they consider it their job, or if they consider it a second job or anything like that, or a in, uh, income source that is usually hobbies irregular, like you know, whereas something that's ongoing. Is, is 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 an income. Oh, well, being a subscription service. Subscription would service. Would make it irregular. Exactly right. Well, unless, what if the payments were irregular? It doesn't matter. Okay. Be like a Patreon for someone who creates YouTube videos. Got yeah, it. it might not be $1,000 a month. Yeah. But, you know, one week, one month would be 2000 One month it might be 500 But it's still an income that you yep. make from the services you provide. So these online men have figured out that, hey, this is income. Well... They should be paying tax. Like mm. I pay tax on my, I pay income tax, and I'm buying a service from them. Well, they should pay tax 
on the income that they make. Mm-hmm. So they've been getting the names of these women and reporting them to the IRS. <laughs> now, the people at the IRS, they're going, well, we need to verify that they're actually, yes. they're actually working, so we need to look at these pictures. Well, they don't need to do that. They just need... They no, just, no, no, no. I'm sure they've gone, I'm they sure, need to look at the look, pictures. I'm sure they're doing they that. They need to verify it 100%. I'm absolutely sure that they're doing that. But what they're saying is they're going, well... If you've reported someone, this is serious, and you can obviously prove, like, you know, if you've paid for pictures or paid for this subscription service, you can prove, like, hey, they're making income because I pay them. Mm. Or the the first thing that the IRS does is go, well, we need to conduct an audit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now, let me me give a ballpark figure. How long ago did Snapchat Premium come out? About two weeks ago. (laughs) From what I understand, about two or three weeks ago. Not very long. And they've done an audit. They're starting to do audits. Okay, yes. and we're talking about how many people are on this Snapchat premium. There's, it's, I would say thousands, thousands. But it's only people that get reported. Yeah. So instead of now thought uh, standing for that hoe over there, it's now standing for that hoe owes tax. <laughs> pretty great. Pretty exciting sort of stuff. Well, the law is the law. Well, this is the, this is the, most, this is the best thing about it. And this is something that I only find out, found out recently because a CPA in America came out and said this. Mm. Someone asked them, someone heard a rumour about uh, reporting someone to the IRS. Mm-hmm. And the, the rumour was that if you report someone to the IRS and they are found to not have been paying income tax on certain parts of their income, mm. you, re- you as the person who dobbed them in... No way. <laughs> ...receive a reward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so this... So, Why are we not reporting people? <laughs> so, what did they do? A bunch of these incels or these right-wing, whatever you want to call them, these bunch of guys went, well, we know accountants because, you know, we're a bunch of guys. We can just... So they've messaged all these CPAs that they know are CPAs and asked the question. And the resounding answer is, oh yeah, if you report someone they're found guilty, all you have to do is provide your social security number to the tax office, Hmm. if you're happy to do that. How much do you get paid? 30% of whatever income they make. So if they... So the government's taking, we'll take 70% and you get 30. Yes. Holy shit. At tax time. (laughs) Holy shit. Kieran, this is the greatest... That is an incentive and a half. <laughs> this is the best thing I've ever heard of. This I would is... have been expecting that. Oh, you get like 2%. Yeah, yeah. I thought that too. Oh, let me just double check that it is 30%, but I'm 100% sure. So if someone owes a million dollars, you're making 300 grand. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And in America, someone said that um, you must file... Like here in Australia, like $18,200, that's when you have to start filing a tax return. Mm-hmm. In America, all you have to do is earn $400 a year. And then you got to file. And then you got to file. <whistles> and noting online sex workers were classified as independent contractors. Mm-hmm. So, and so there you go. So certified public accountant Kenneth Hemster chimed in saying, yes, this is a statutory taxable income. And in order to receive the reward, the whistleblower is required to provide the taxpayer's social security number to the IRS. And that's it. So that's... Wow. That is, this has been the most amazing story to follow 
Because now all these sex workers are getting, well, you know, they always say, these feminist groups go, sex work is real work. Mm-hmm. And these men are going, great, if it's real work, pay fucking tax. <laughs> <laughs> and the great thing about this is that it is morally right for these men to dob these women in. Because because they're they're working. That's right. If they're working, they should be paying tax. Hmm. So it's morally right for them to do so. The fact that there's a kickback, which was only discovered later, is just icing on the cake. That is amazing. And then you know what the the CPA should be doing? Then reaching out, going, "I'll be your accountant." Yeah, yeah. This is this is like, this is just win win for everyone. This is the, except for the thoughts, <laughs> who now get have to prepare the tax return. And prove, write down on their CVs and on their, say to the government that they work in the sex industry or the pornogra- pornography industry. No, 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 industry. the Snapchat premium industry. Oh, what does he say here? Uh, he says, uh, yeah, online sex work classified as independent contractors. So not that horrible, but you would have to write that down. As an independent Contractor. contractor. So yes, that that that's what's been happening. Jeez. On the internet, yes, you receive up to thirty percent of the amount that was uh, paid in tax. So, so you know, it a uh, thousand bucks, uh, twelve. Even if these people are making, you know, twelve thousand dollars, they're going to pay so much tax. Let's just say, like, you know, they're paying three grand in tax. Hmm. Uh, thirty grand, thirty grand, thirty percent of that is twelve hundred. Was it a uh, Nine hundred dollars. Wow! And they can just lose nine hundred bucks to tax time. That is amazing. Oh, so it's been my favorite story. So thank you, Rev, for bringing this to my attention. I've seen some other stuff about it, but seriously, when I he gave me a lead. So this means this means that all those cam girls as well. Yes. So yeah. that includes all those people as well. That was one big thing that came out of this as well. So it's not just the people using Snapchat. Can we, premium. as Australians, dob people into the IRS and get the thirty percent? I don't know, but I, I, I don't think so because we're going to provide a social security number. But we've got to move. The, we only do one take podcast to the US, and we've got to hire some interns <laughs> for free and get them, make them work. I think that's it. But anyway, I just want to say thank you to. I know I never do this, right? But I want to say on news.com.au, and I usually don't like news.com.au. Mm-hmm. But there's one writer named Frank Chung. Frank? Frankie. Frank Chung. Yeah, I've had dinner with Frank. He is the best writer. He always covers these. All the stories I want to cover and, and want to research and do this and stuff about. He does the research. He does the analysis. Does this. And he brings always brings home the goods. I feel like he's a big Donald Trump guy. I feel like he loves these kind of stories about thoughts getting their uh, up and comings and... Uh, having to pay taxes and stuff like that. I'm sure I've brought in other articles by Frank Chung before, but mm-hmm. everyone, if, if it's a Frank Chung article on news.com.au, you know it's going to be a good one. So everyone, give him kudos. And everyone else, report them thoughts. Oh, <laughs> uh, that, uh, that is amazing. I knew you'd like that one. I knew you'd like And again, thank you, Reb, for bringing it to my attention. All right, I've got a question for you, Turch. Yes, Kieran. You know, without incriminating yourself. Mm-hmm. Um... What is the most extreme you've gone to get out of work? Um, uh, uh, nothing too crazy. Or school. I'll accept school as well. 
oh, school was easy. I just used to walk out and I'd say, oh, I'm going to go do music. That was pretty easy. But work, I think it was when I was in, uh, working, not hospitality, but like working at Coles. Like you've faked a few sickies, Yeah, obviously. faked a few sickies, like, you few know. Men- few mental health days. Yeah, it was, uh, I faked a sickie. I said, no, I can't make it. I'm really sick. Uh, and then I went to the medallion club to watch uh, the A-League. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And then you were uh, on TV, on camera. And, yeah, I know. And, uh, yeah. <clears throat> and you got but, caught. You know, just, it's not too hard. I don't think you're really going to fake being sick. I think if you just go simple one, go gastro, you're pretty safe. Yeah, because everyone doesn't want no one wants you at work. Yeah, well, no, well, exactly, no one wants that. And uh, I, I mean, at high school, I once faked being sick. Yeah, right. how'd that go? Well, mum's a nurse, so it oh, didn't work fucked. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was fucked. That that never happened. Now, so mum's a teacher, so he's like, get the fuck to school. Doesn't I don't care. You're sick. I'm sick. Everybody's sick. Get to school. <laughs> I gotta love teachers as mums. Oh. I highly recommend don't do that. <laughs> How did that work? Being a, like an adolescent, having a teacher, high school teacher as a mother, you became immune to the teacher voice, <laughs> which I don't know. Was there a, is there a mother voice and a teacher voice? Uh for my mum, no, it's just a teacher voice. Mm. So she brings home the teacher voice basically, and you sort of become immune to it because you guys just just my mum, music guy, whatever. So when you go to school and you're getting disciplined. All you hear is the teacher voice, which is your mum. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That high-pitched squeal. Like, like, that's all you hear. It's like, yeah, pff, fuck. I don't really... Anyway. <laughs> oh, shit. They've left on a high mid. Me, 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 me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. They've asked a question. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Next. <laughs> Irish amateur football club fakes players' death to get game called off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I heard something about this. But I didn't get to follow up because I was too busy reading up about the thoughts. <laughs> so, please, Kieran. An Irish amateur football team has issued an apology for a grave and unacceptable mistake after it falsely reported that one of its players had died last week. <laughs> Ballybrack Football Club was due to play Arkell Town in the Leinster Senior League. That's great names. But the match was postponed after Ballybrack reported one of its players... Spinard Fernando Nonono La Fondente had died in a car crash. The news saw all the teams in the league hold a minute's silence before the start <laughs> of their matches with players donning black armbands. The league and some clubs even tweeted condolences to the player and his family. Uh, one tweet reads, condolences to everyone involved at the belly... Bra- oh, shit, I've just got out of the app. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, I've got out of the article... Uh, to get, anyway, condolences to everyone involved at the Ballybrack Football Club on the tragic passing of their player making his way home from training on Thursday night. All at Rush Athletic Express are deepest sympathies. Uh, but the league has since confirmed that it learned that the player was not dead and was back in his native Spain. League chairman David Moran called the club's announcement as a disgrace, saying it had brought the whole league into disrepute. <laughs> That's that's pretty far to get out of a game. Like it's a game of soccer. <laughs> like it's only it's, it's only not even work. It's not even work. Like that's something that's not serious whatsoever. We got a call back saying that his body had been sent back to Spain, and that's when the alarm bells rang. I was saying, what do you mean they wouldn't have been able to do an autopsy or whatever in that time? <laughs> um, it's it's like that. He must be the best player on their team. It must be. Because there's like you know if it was the fat guy or the goalkeeper or something like that or a um you know like a usually the best player on the team plays certain positions like yeah. they play either like 
like a central position to make sure the ball goes forward or he's like the left wing or a right wing or a striker that could just push the ball in the back of the net. Like if he was like a defender, like, you know, left fullback or goalkeeper or, you know, like one of the strikers but not, not as good as the other one, I don't think they would have given a shit. But he must have been the best player on the team. And he's like, oh, we got the Spanish guy. He's good. He can dribble the ball. I, I can just imagine it. They're drunk, right? They're yeah. all together. Drunk. Let's fake a death. We've seen that Simpsons episode where <laughs> Homer drops, fakes his own death. Drops the thing over it's going to be simple, right? It's going to be fine. Um, and, then, and then it's like, well, shit, we better not lie about this. Yeah, he's gone back to Spain. His body yeah, yeah. has gone back to Spain. It's not lying. True, his gone, family, his body did go, go back, back to, to Spain. They probably assumed the death because we were leading yeah, them that way. Yeah. But, but but they played along and put the armbands on. Silence. This is where it went too far. And then, oh shit, we're really in this. You know what's great? Let's keep going with the lie. But you know what? He, it's not like he did it to get out of anything. They did it to get out of the game. <laughs> so he went back and they're like, ah, oh, we don't want to play this team. Uh, yeah, our friend is... His body is back to Spain. Oh, let's play anyway and put on black armbands and do a minute of silence for the book. Okay. The club in a statement said the club will continue to provide a duty of care to all parties and offer the support that may be needed at this time. Fan. What support? <laughs> the, the best player has gone back to Spain. Spain. That's right. Replacement with another Spanish bloke from another team, you know. Um, have you ever thought about faking your own death? And if you have, <laughs> send us an email. It? How would you? Do- <laughs> no, send us send us a recording <laughs> to the We Only Do One Take podcast at asking- gmail.com. I was asking you. <laughs> I don't know. You're asking the listeners. Okay, look. If you've ever tried to fake your own death, or tried to fake your own death to get out of something like a family dinner, or um, you know, try to get watch- out of Christmas. Yeah, or watching. Well, I mean, watching, I, watching don't get me wrong. I've it. tried to get out of Christmas many occasions. Well, how do you? How would? How did you try to get out of Christmas and fail? Um, well, I said I was going overseas. And did you? Well, I never booked my overseas holiday. Uh-huh. And then my family found out. Next time you say, we're going overseas, you should just come over to my house. <laughs> just go, I was with a bunch of Italians. It's fine. No, my family's all right for Christmas. Oh, that's it's good. not that bad. It's actually, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Um, I'm just looking forward to all the terrible gifts. It's always a... No one knows what to buy me for Christmas. Socks. Ah, oh, I could buy my own what, socks. Yeah, what, what, yeah, what do you, what do you? Okay, so last year yeah. we do a Kris Kringle, yeah. right? So it's just, it's just, you know, Kris Kringle, right? Yeah. And I've learned to accept that I'm not going to get what I really want. Well, right? we had a really good Kris Kringle last year because yeah. you had to put down three items that you roughly wanted uh-huh. for the price, okay. and then people got to like either choose from that list hmm. or get you something, you know. Yeah. And I got a bottle of scotch, yeah. which is perfect. So and I'd, scotch rocks, beautiful. I'd be happy with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be really happy with a nice bottle of scotch. I got, I got cooking books last year, right? Now, That's cooking, now, cooking books is fine, but it was my auntie that got me the cooking books. <laughs> and they weren't, they weren't the cooking... Like, they're not like good co- cooking books. Yeah. I'm like, if I... I, I would want like want... a 20-minute meal book, not a... And he has had a roast three chickens and stuffed them into each other to make some sort of giant turkey thing. I'd actually want a gourmet one. I'd want, yeah, yeah, not not the like, magazines and no, 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 and and it was a bit of a hint like you need to be on a diet, like because they were all like <laughs> diet cooking books. That's I got three of them from your auntie. From my auntie. Is your auntie a dietitian or anything no. like that? What? Not at all. Right, <laughs> not at all. And I sort of opened it and I was like, 
great great like subtlety there um you know i, I don't mind a t-shirt right yeah, yeah. i think that's a no that's so the chris cooker we're doing is 50 bucks yeah so that's not a bad gift hmm. you can get something nice for 50 bucks but, but what what do you want if it's not alcohol um and i think that's because i had thing. my dad last year yeah. and i got him a nice bottle of port yeah perfect See, right. but th- that's also good. It's like a bottle of port or something like that. You can open on the night of Christmas and everyone, mm. everyone can enjoy. Mm. I think it's very hard to buy. I think it's easy to buy for blokes. Because yeah. blokes, you go, as long as if they drink a bottle of something, mm. you know, or even a slab of beer. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think girls are always harder. Mm-hmm. But um, I, ha- I have my, uh, for, for our KK, I have my, my nonno this year. Yeah. And that's going to be easy because I'm just going to buy him a bottle of red wine. Hmm. But uh, last year, yeah, I had my brother. <laughs> uh, where did you get him? I can't even remember, but it was. I'm sure it was something good. <laughs> but oh well. None is, is your brother hard to buy for? No, because I just ask him. So we have a really good system. So here's a tip for you guys. Uh, if you've got a brother, you've got, hmm. you've, got you've got a sister, hmm. and you've got some, you got a stepbrother, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I've just, you reminded me, I just texted because I had some phone issues and I had some different numbers at one point. I remember I remember my family saying, oh, like my, someone the other day was saying, oh, who do you have for Chris Kringle? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Uh, and it just occurred to me, I'm like, oh shit, I better find out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my brother and I just had this deal where we just go, what do you want for Christmas? I want this. What do you want for Christmas? I want this. And we need to buy each other what we want. Perfect. Pretty handy. Yeah. Like we keep it in the price. Uh, but je- my favorite deal that's uh, always done is Jess and her brother. Hmm. And they give each other $50 in a card every year. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. So they open up, it's like, oh, what did you get me? It's, it's always 50 bucks in a card. And they just try to outdo each other with cards. And it's really uh, funny. Uh, well, really tell fun. Jess if she wants a 3D pop-up card. Ooh. Right. She might be listening to this podcast. <laughs> uh, Christmas tree, 3D pop-up. Yeah. Right, I can get it for her. There you go. If she wants cinnamon shoe inserts, <laughs> I can also get them for her. You know what? That- cinnamon shoe inserts. Now, I have to tell you, my God, do your feet smell fantastic. And oh. your shoe as well. They oh. smell cinnamony. Uh-huh. Well, Kieran, I think it's time to go to another article. Uh, I think last... what what I brought an article last week about a person who um, was getting sued over mm-hmm. stretching out a vagina. Mm-hmm. With yes, his large you did. penis. Yes. I bought another... Uh, and, and it was either... The court says you have a large <laughs> penis. He was fucked either way. Yeah, it's fucked either yeah. way. Right? But uh, So I bought another one, another article about a man's penis. <laughs> because I think it's funny. Yeah. And this is one of those articles that... Are, I read what, the first part of it and read the second part. And I'm going to bring the second part in. Mm-hmm. So police apologise over man's genitalia description in appeal. I thought. Say that again. So, man, uh, a police apolo- apology hmm. over man's genitalia description in appeal. <laughs> so, police have apologised provide for providing too much detail in a description of a man who performed a sex act in front of a woman in York, which is in England. The North Yorkshire Force said it was looking for a f- fat naked man and described his sexual organs explicitly after the incident on Sunday afternoon. It said the appeal had caused a number of people to be upset. The details on the website have now been replaced with a more appropriately worded version. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. 
But like, why is there the rest of this article? So the revised wording, which was also posted into its Facebook group, removed the detailed descriptions of the man's and in common, small penis and testicles that hang noticeably low. <laughs> it also said the officers in New York were investigating a disturbing incident in which an overweight naked man performed a sex act on himself in front of a woman's student. So they didn't actually take it out of the article. <laughs> they left it in. But this is what they removed. They removed the fact that he was uh, had a small penis and had testicles but, that hang noticeably low but he performed a sex act on himself as long as you put it in quotation marks yeah, you're fine right so i was very interested in this so this guy here was jacking himself off right in front of everybody so most of the people commenting on the revised facebook appeal which has drawn hundreds of comments say they prefer the original <laughs> So they've gone, <laughs> oh, no, that's too much. And then everyone's gone, put it back in. I want to say that he had a small penis. He was fat and naked. Keep it factual. Well, it was just too fact, overly descriptive and factual. Which is unlike the police, because if you ever hear them do a police interview, uh, it's under investigation. Yeah. Uh, we can't disclose too much information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, we're looking for a man. No, I saw, I saw uh, on bit, Facebook yeah. people commenting on something. And it was a post by our police force here. And I was saying, showing a missing person. And the missing person was this uh, Asian lady. And her name was My Van. M-Y. And then last name, V-A-N. Van. Yeah. And then the comments were... Bro- I looked at the comments and it was either, Oh, yeah. <laughs> was she white in colour and driving around this street at this time? Like making jokes about being a van? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or she was last seen with her sister, Kara. And the other comments like, you horrible people <laughs> making jokes about her name. I'm like, you guys are just both as stupid as each other. I mean, obviously, yes, it's sad. She's missing this and that. But all these jokes are just getting this thing more exposure to hopefully find this person. That's right. And the other people are just the most annoying. Co- saving the world through saving laughter. The, saving the world through laughter. That's right. Maybe yep. we should have a pledge appeal, like drive or something. And we can call us in and they can pledge money to our smiles for kids or something well they could smiles for docs (laughs) jabari they could support jabari they could support jeez that's a callback wow (laughs) they could support jabari jabari um (laughs) for our listeners that don't know who jabari is um actually turch i think you should tell the story okay so we were we for our first advertisement for the show, which is on our YouTube page, we told the story of a, a little girl named Jabari. named Jabari. Now, look, it's pure satire because I saw all the the video and the images and this and that. But we wanted to create a really shocking advertisement, and so we told the story about Jabari, and then Kieran starts talking. <laughs> And Jabari, but the story of Jabari is it's the sad music. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know she's she's picking up bricks. Yes. And trying to build a house. <laughs> and I think it looks it, the music. If you I think actually I watch brick, the, I think we wrote the wrote the script a little bit, and and uh, Jess, who helped do the voice for oh, voiceover for it, said that Jabari works at a brick factory, and I don't know if that's right, but we couldn't like a brickery. <laughs> 
but, but, but the music, because I remember watching it the first time, right? And you go, oh, oh, you know, oh, she must have such a tough life. Like, and you, if you watch the footage without the music, yeah, you're just like, it's fine. She's picking up bricks. Yeah, it's picking it's up just, bricks. You just know. a healthy child picking up bricks. Right. And then, <laughs> so it's made all sad. And then it's, uh, I can't even remember what I say. Oh, I can't. That's, that's not, not lemon. <laughs> this is lemon. <laughs> Look. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, it's on YouTube. It's called Jabari Story. If you type it in, uh, Jabari Story on YouTube, it, de- it comes up. There's like a second or third one down. But it's absolutely fantastic. Well, we could do we, we could do a fundraiser for Jabari. Uh, we, well, Jabari's not real. <laughs> I made up that name. <laughs> I know, and there's a Star Wars reference in there as well. It's a Star Wars reference yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the Jabari, uh, some tribe or something like that in that Star Wars. No, Black Panther. Black Panther. Is it? Yeah, yeah. If you go watch the, the, the wow, I've not watched Black Panther. They're like the Jabari people or something like that. Someone I that were the Wakandas. No, but there's someone who's called Jabari or something uh, like okay, that. Then. And then someone after you did that was like, "Was that a Black Panther reference?" And I was like, "Yeah, of course it is." <laughs> um, no, <laughs> Church. What have you done for science? What have I done for science? Hmm. Uh, I've stayed right out of the way. Okay. <laughs> I was told by my. I think I've told this to you before. But during my year 11 chemistry, I loved chemistry. Mm-hmm. I found it really interesting. I loved doing all the experiments, but I was shit at the theory. So okay. my tests were like, I used to get like Ds, mm. but my like practical was like A. Okay. And at the end of year 11, I thought, no, nah, I'm not going to do it in year 12. And I talked to my year 12, year 11 chem teacher. And I go, sir, I'm not going to do chemistry in year 12. So, you know, he goes, oh, thank fuck. You were bringing my grade down in my class. <laughs> Oh, yeah, thanks, sir. Fuck off. <laughs> oh, isn't that nice? Yeah, so that's well, what I've done for science. But something's happened. But you've never put your body on the line. Um, no, I don't think so. Okay, I wouldn't say so. All right. Okay. I mean, like maybe it was a kid, like when you're a kid, you do the. All right. So as a kid, stuff. you've put your body on the line. Maybe. What? What have you done as a kid to put your body on the line? I've probably like ridden my bike and jumped off to see what would happen. Or you know, those stupid things you do as a kid that you think are experiments but aren't. Okay. Well, a team of doctors, paediatricians, specialised doctors, Mm -hmm. have completed something for science. Um, They have... uh, Well, they they basically have shit a brick. Doctors (laughs) swallow Lego to ally uh, parents' fears. Well, Team of doctors who swallowed Lego, six of them actually, in fact, uh, swallowed Lego pieces and timed how long it took to pass through their bowels, says the results of their research. So wait, so there were six people and, six and they said, and they ate a piece of Lego each. Yep, they actually had a, the Lego head. The Lego head. The Lego head. Okay, that's, that's not a big that's piece. It's a small piece. And swallowed it. And they they examined how long it would take to, to, them, to go through the digestive system. And, and pass it out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is on average 24 to 48 hours. That's not bad. The success rate. Do you want to know the success rate? Yes. Five out of six doctors <laughs> found the Lego piece. Oh, that's... Using different methods to extract the Lego piece from their stool. How is that the important part? <laughs> well, some smashed it. Some used tongs. I I can't imagine being so worried about how I would... Ex- it's research. It's okay, science. Okay. They have to detail yep. how they how they did this. I would just want the outcome. I don't know. <laughs> don't tell me how you got there. I don't want to tell. I don't want you to tell me how you went through your own shit. <laughs> in a paper published in the Journal of Pediatrics and Child Wait, five Health. out of six. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. 
Okay, I'm sure this is going to come up, but continue. <laughs> Five out of... Sorry. <laughs> in a paper published in the Journal of Pediatrics and Child Health, six researchers from Australia and the UK swallowed the head of a Lego figure, roughly 10 millimetres by 10 millimetres, in the novel tradition of self-experimentation. Toy parts are the second most common foreign object that children swallow and frequently cause anxiety amongst parents, but usually pass in a matter of days without pain or ill effect. For the special Christmas edition of the journal, which frequently features quirky studies, the team decided to put their own bodies on the line. Well, it's not representative. They, deve- <laughs> well, they, they developed their own metrics. They first of all had the stool hardiness and transit, which acronym is SHAT score and the found and retrieved time score acronym is fart so they you know what they they come up with these cute i'm sure they went oh well how can we make shat a uh an acronym for this like they don't it's like they they work backwards they don't go oh it just happened to be shat they obviously went the other way and that shits me even more they that, would have spent weeks going, how can we get fart and shat into I an t- academic look, journal? The, the test is, I'm going to eat some Lego and hope for the best. <laughs> the fart score, how many days it took the Lego to pass through the bowels, was between 1.1 days and 3 days, with an average of 1.7. Using the shat score, the researchers also found the consistency of their stools did not change. They compared shat and fart scores to see if looser stools caused quicker retrieval but found no correlation. One of the report authors, Grace Leo, said she had hoped the report made people smile while also reassuring parents. She I, said parents want to be reassured. Should seek medical advice <laughs> if children swallow things that are sharp, longer than five centimeters, wider than two and a half centimeters, magnets, coins, button batteries, or are experiencing pain. But most small, smooth plastic objects will pass easily. I, I, I still, I'm still not happy with those results. <laughs> what do you mean? Because five out of six. Now, two weeks before they did the experiment, they measured their poo. They each person's poo needed to be consistent for two weeks before the experiment. Church. Yeah. Okay. Right. Science. This. Right. That's A science. very controlled study. And they measured it for this person. This one that they couldn't find it. It took. Uh, to, they measured it for two weeks afterwards. Still couldn't find the logo piece. See, five out of six is only an eighty-three percent. That's pretty good. No, no. If I <laughs> no, eighty-three percent of cases. Seventeen percent. So out of a hundred people, seventeen won't shit out the Lego brick. What do you mean? That's what it is. Yeah. Okay, so eighty-three percent. You can't. Science, you don't get to make these numbers up. Science is... Five out of six. Yeah. Five out of six is 83%. Look, that's the... Look, I'm doing the numbers on my calculator. Yeah, 83%. That's good. That's most people. That's... Most no, people... but 17 m- people... Most people will shit out the Lego piece. But 17 people won't. Well, I can't help them. That's... You can't... That's, science that's, just reports the facts and the I'm truth. Not, I'm just saying that that's really terrible because... This is a bunch of paediatricians that are trying to prove that this is safe. And they're saying that 17 out of 100 people won't shit out the Lego. Well, I can't do anything about that. I think that's just terrible results. <laughs> not representative. That's the way I would sell it. We should do it. I'm not eating a block of Lego. There's no way. Because that means I'm going to go through my shit and take a photo of my shit to send to you. This is the worst snap crap ever. <laughs> Hey, we could be on Snapchat Premium, right? 
What? Right. <laughs> we could get a following base. Hello, this, we... <laughs> this experiment. Join our, subscribe to us. We'll shit out Lego bricks every two and a half... Was it 1.7 days? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, and we'll do it a number of times. And we'll see if we meet that 83% threshold. How many times would we... We'd have to do it like six times and five out of the six times it would have to work. Yeah. Which means one of us will have a piece of Lego either in us forever Mm. or we couldn't find it. Yeah. And that means I would have to go through... If we do it five, six six times, three each, that means I would have to look through my poo for two weeks afterwards three times. Are you just complaining? That's all I'm hearing. I'm not going Put your body on the line for our listeners, too. For what? For science. Okay. You said you haven't done anything for science. I, it's, about I, time, <laughs> it's about time you stop being selfish I'm fine. and arrogant. I was fine without doing... Uh, you, know, you know what? If I was like 15, I would have done it. I would go, yep, let me swallow some Lego bricks. I would have gone... Oh, yeah. now you're 27. But I'm 27 You've had a now. birthday... <laughs> You're old. You're not oh, going to do it. I said 15, it. not 26. If you want Turch to swallow a piece of Lego, contact us at the We Only Do One Take podcast. You know what? If you want to see uh, uh, consistent pictures of Kieran's poo, also email us. Because that's exactly what you're going to get. And none of that. I don't want any of that. That just sounds like a terrible idea. Because nothing would be worse than us going out for drinks, eating food. Spicy food, eating, getting some drinks, and eating a kebab, and then having to look through my shit the next day <laughs> after my uh, grog bog. After your jalapenos and your... Nothing would be worse. And that's all I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of the worst poo possible, and I'm assuming that's the poo that's going to have... <laughs> that's going to have the Lego piece here. And I'm gonna I want to wanna know your it. shart and fart time. I want to know... <laughs> you look, know. I'm very easy. Every morning... That's when I do my poops. Are they consistent? Are they pretty the same good. colour? They're pretty good. Are they floaters or are they sinkers? Uh, sinkers. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Good density, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Bit different on the weekend because of the drinking. Mm-hmm. But during the week, mm-hmm. six days a week, consistent. Just comes out. It's for good stuff. Yeah. Okay, you're healthy. Yeah, uh, I'll try my best. How was your poop? <laughs> yeah, right. my poop's pretty good. This is the worst. This is the shit I've seen. <laughs> but uh, here I've got an article. All right. I know you really appreciate education. Right? And science. And science. What do you, If you were hiring uh, someone to clean your house, what sort of education level would you want for them to have? What? Oh, okay. Um, like, you know, they've got some experience, but what education level would you hope to have on a resume? IQ, well, on a resume? Okay. On a resume. Well, I would want... Someone not dumb. Yeah. Right. But someone not smart. Right. I need an in-between. I need someone... What What grade, like... I, I need level. someone C's or D's. No, but like uh, year level. What, like, you know, would you would you want them to complete? complete? Oh, I, actually, to be fair, I just want them to be honest and not steal my shit and do a That's job. That's fair. There you go. So it doesn't matter really the grades. It doesn't, grades really doesn't matter. matter. I just want integrity. Yeah, okay. In- integrity is more important. And you're actually cleaning my house. What if they lied to you about what education level they had? Well, I couldn't care. Okay. As long as they had integrity well, while they're cleaning my house. But they lied to you about their grade. Why would I care about their grade? Well, that's not, in- cleaning that's my house. not integ- integrity. They've lost that. Run, 
run a proper business and solve my problem. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Well, how's this? Cleaner convicted over forged elementary school diploma appeals the sentence. What? <laughs> so, so the lawyer of fifty three year old a fifty three year old woman who has been sentenced to get this ten years in prison for falsifying a school diploma so she could get a job in the public sector lodged an appeal with the Supreme Court in Athens on Thursday. George Goss Sinellis told ANA MPA News Agency that his request for the sentence against Vol- the Volos woman to be overturned will be discussed on Monday. The 53-year-old woman was convicted of fraud in the first instance to 15 years in prison for presenting a document showing she had graduated from 6th grade elementary school when she had only gone up to 5th in order to be eligible for a job in the public sector in 1996. (laughs) There's got to be some, like... What? (laughs) Why are they wasting the court's time with this? I'm... So if she's a good cleaner, right, and she forged, I don't well, give. I couldn't care. But she's been working for over twenty years. Like I would go, and she's fifty three. Yeah. So she's been there for like since she was thirty, right? Yeah. Not, uh, you know, twenty. She's trying 30. to get a job. She's, she's got do, a job. Done a good, she, yeah. She's got. You know, oh, and she's kept a job. Public sector job. I need at least a sixth grade. Eh, what's the difference? Just forge it a little bit. It's Athens. It's Greece. And then, <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm amazed that she hasn't retired. Mm. Because I thought, uh, from what I understood in Athens, after 20 years of working, you could retire. Or 25 years of working. And I'm assuming, like, she's 53. If she started working... If she finished school, <laughs> grade 5, which is, what, 10? 11? Let's just say she started working at 15. You'd be finished work at 30. 40, even. She must have done her time. What, is the pensions good over there? Yeah, they... Well... Apart from the fact they're bankrupt because mm. of the pension, it is good. <laughs> <laughs> but that's have, have you ever seen like the I think like, remember they had those all those riots in Greece ages mm. ago. They were rioting because the the country was bankrupt, and they had to cut their pension. And the big thing was they go well c- pensions the only thing we can cut. That's the only way we're going to save the country. And that's why they were rioting because forty year old men who've been working since they were twenty or twenty five, you know, or, mm. or fifteen. We're on the pension. Fucking A. <laughs> Fucking A. That would be amazing. Because that was the, the thing of age. And like the Greeks. And- so, so basically they were like, all right, you work for 25 years, you're 40, 45, you go on the pension and you're going to die by the time you're 60. Yeah. Except for life expectancy. Basically incre- went up to 80. Incre- yeah. And they yeah. haven't changed the, they haven't slowly increased. No, the- no, not like here where they've increased it like from 55 to 65 as the pension now. Yeah. I think it's 70 by the time we oh, retire. T- don't even tell, don't even talk to me about that. But yes. So this lady here, so she's been, her sentence has been reduced from 15 to 10 years on appeal. And the woman who has worked as a cleaner at... 10 years jail! <laughs> yeah, I know! For one, it's not even, it's not even worth the cost of the court. <laughs> who worked as a cleaning lady... Who fucking reported her? I don't know. Who did, I, who did she piss off? I Something's happened. Something's she's pissed happened. off someone. There's a second part to this story. But yeah, she's worked with a cleaning lady at a kindergarten in central Greek city of, Volo, uh, of Volos. Is currently serving her sentence in a prison. Um, 
This issue is called Political Union and Social Media Backlash, as the sentence has been particularly harsh, given the woman is 53 years old, is the only breadwinner in her family, and her husband is unable to work due to disability. <laughs> Whoa. At, can you imagine going, like, you know, people go, oh, uh, like, you know, maybe they forge they have a master's, mm. but they've only got a bachelor. Mm. Or something like that. Something like big. Like, you know, if you're going to forge something, go, you, yeah, you, yeah. You forge, you go... You, you. Plenty of people have forged. Um, absolutely. But imagine being caught out that you, instead of finishing fifth, sixth grade, you finish fifth, and now you go to jail minimum 10 years. I, I, had a jo- <laughs> I, I had a job interview today, right? And well done. Thank you. And they wanted to cite my academic transcript. And this is how much I thought, oh my God, I could, I could forge this. So I had printed copies. Yeah. All right. So I give them the printed copies and then they go, now we just want to have a quick look at the originals. Yeah. So they look at the originals, right? Quick glance. Yeah. And then hand them back and, and off I go, right? Yeah. I'm like, I could have actually forged these originals, you know, get the thicker paper, yeah. get, the, get the glossy sticker, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Actually, because you've got the, then they've got the photocopy. They wouldn't have known. No, absolutely. Of course, not. I didn't do that. No, no, no. But, but, you, could like, put, but you could have put those, you know, semi-good pieces of paper in like you know a folder. Yeah. And it would have had like a plastic pocket over the front. Yeah. They could have just turned the page. Yeah, it looks good enough. Next. Yeah. They're not gonna lie to me. F- fascinating. Uh, I've I've heard of people like going, oh, I never went to university, but I put down that I did a bachelor of arts. <laughs> it's like or still completing or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think I did that for a while for the CPA stuff. Like, I wasn't doing the CPA anymore. And I put down, yeah, I'm a CPA member, but I have taken six months off. <laughs> yeah, loosely, loosely. Loosely. Look, uh... Ten years. Fucking hell. Oh, I would just... I would just go, you know what? I retired. I didn't think the Athens had the, the funds to put people in jail. Oh, f- house arrest. Why are they wasting money on her in jail? Oh... It's, I don't know. It, it's a ridiculous story, and that's why I bought it in. I thought you'd like it. So it really grinds my gears. <laughs> really grinds my gears. Like, have you seen the happiness study? If you live in Nillimbic, you're the happiest... happiest in uh, where, sorry? Nillimbic? Where's that? You know, Nillimbic. Oh, the... the Shire. Sorry, the council. Yeah, council yeah sorry, sorry, sorry. You're the happiest people? It's, uh... Where's that? Well, what suburbs are in that Shire? Eltham, Greensboro. Oh, okay, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, oh. hang on a second. They did this national happiness study, right? Right. Uh, gave it a good name. Bond University. Dug a little deeper, right? Because I'm like, hang on a second. I'm one of the, the few happiness experts here in Australia, right? <laughs> so I was like, this caught my attention. I know, I know a rock star. Then. All right. <laughs> we'll tell you what's happiness. One of five. Subjective well-being is what we call it, right? Do a little digging. Number one, it's the um, arts and creative writing and news section of the university, right? I'm like, that's a very interesting. Group. That's a big mix of crap. <laughs> yeah, to be to be measuring happiness, right? Dig a little deeper. They pulled public data, which is fine. Yeah, don't good. don't mind that. Yeah. But they've, they've used objective indicators like housing affordability. Um, housing affordability yeah, housing in this area. Able to get work. Uh, how many people are employed. Right. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, this has nothing to do with actually measuring how... Actual happy people are. Uh, this is like just, actually asking... This is other 
yeah, asking people things. how happy are you like yeah there's ways to do that yeah i was gonna say there'd be so i think we've you've talked about this like off off uh off, off mic before about indicators of questionnaires that you can actually give people that give you a really good indicator like, of we know people of health in, like in, mental health happiness and depression and all that sort of stuff we know very clearly people who live in objectively poor countries Right, like I'm not as happy. I like Nepal. Are just as happy as people here in Australia. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, you don't need fancy roads, yeah. and a lot of wealth to be happy. Like, oh. it, do you know what I mean? It's so I'm looking at this going bullshit. <laughs> oh, you know what? I went to... grinded my gears, but I would have spent oh, two yeah. to three hours on this podcast. You know what? <laughs> pulling it to shreds. So you could have ranted about that, but you know what? I I went today to a conference on un- unconscious bias. <laughs> right. And then the first thing I'm like, like ah, oh, I didn't want to go. And then I thought, you know what? It's going to be something. I'm Works gonna... paying for you to go to the conference. Paying Where for was you to the go. conference? It was uh, one of the. Uh, Did you other... stay for the whole day? No, it was only for like early in the morning. And, oh. But I had food, I had okay, lunch, so it was good. good. So I'm like unconscious bias. I was like, okay, I don't, I don't want to go, but I'm going to go because I feel like I'm going to get something good out of this for the podcast. <laughs> That's all I can think of. So I was sitting there writing stuff down. And I'm like, wow, this woman is like, she's like, I'm working on my PhD at the moment. And I'm like, yeah, but I know someone who has their PhD. So I feel like you're invalid compared to him. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't oh, give a thanks, fuck. He's like, oh, doing it in psychology. Like, I've got to make this down in psychology. You're a wimp. <laughs> like, get, get a real job. I'm 60 years old. I'm the uh, oldest PhD student. And I'm like... No, you're I'm not. I know someone who was 98 that did theirs. Well, there you go. So she's wrong again. Wrong on all accounts. But then she didn't even talk about unconscious bias through the whole presentation. She it described what it was. And then she talked about how to be mindful. Ah, uh, fuck off. And then she talked and we did meditation at the end. But then, this is the best bit. So some representatives of our organization went up as well. Yeah. And they were, they're from the recruitment team. Ah, uh, oh, right. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. So they were only doing a quick spiel, but they were talking about something like, you know, how they're implementing new ways on different types of questionnaires, how, how to ungender things. In, and I'm like, oh, that's, this is all bullshit. And then they said something that just invalidated their 10-minute spiel about what they're doing. They go, we just got results from this massive study that's been conducted internal government some private corporations, non-for-profit organizations, and has involved five different universities. And I went, cool. Like, you know, I, I, first of all, I want to see it because that's a big study, right? Yeah. Lots of money. And, and they've gone, what we thought, <laughs> they literally said that we thought um, gender would be the big bi- unconscious bias that people like, you know, but... That wasn't the case, and we were really shocked at that. These were two women talking. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, what was it? And no shit, the two, the they go, the biggest two factors in hiring someone mm. was level of education and the suburb that they live in. Yeah, and I went, everything you've said for this ten minutes has been just invalidated. Like your jobs are completely useless because of what you've just said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why the fuck are you here? It was amazing. And I, I I was talking to my dad afterwards about this unconscious bias thing. I'm like, how can it be unconscious bias? You can, you've learnt it. So, so the bias we, is learnt. So we... we I, I mean... Okay, so you, everyone has bias. Of, yeah, yes, right. but it's learnt. Everyone everyone has, has, has... Yeah, everyone has bias. Yeah. And... 
what like one of the, I, I mean one of the things in psych training is um you're really confronted like yeah they really push you yeah like to to be aware of these biases mm. you know and i remember i remember one where i i used the example you know in the country fire authority we had a transgender in our brigade yeah and i'm like and i was talking about how it actually took me six months to speak to her yeah and realizing that that was a bias mm. right like so we we've all like we've all got them they're all there yeah and but it's it's when I, I mean for me it's you've got to be depending on your role is yeah. depending on whether you need to be aware yeah of course like like aware of these these biases and and I mean once you're aware of these biases then you can sort of make active decisions to be like oh well I'm not gonna I can't participate in this recruitment yeah of course because but I I, I can't do that or t- I can't work with this client because. I just don't agree with... I mean, like, one of the things we're pushed with is would you work with pedophiles? Yeah, of course. Well, that'd be a tr- very tricky thing to work with. Right, and I've, I've worked through the going, I don't think I could. Yeah, that's fair. That's like, absolutely- I would have to refer. Yeah. Just not going to happen. I'm not going to touch it. I just... Yeah, but that but that's like a... That's a different kind of bias, I think. Yeah. Than, like, some of the stuff... Like, they were talking about, like, gender was the big thing that they always brought up. Hmm. And I was like, I, I, I don't feel... Especially our generation, mm. you know, maybe the older generations, understandable this and that, but our generation, I don't think there's going to be any bias with with gender, or like color of skin, or even religion, it, the, because these are for us. We've been taught like throughout the whole thing, everyone's the same. These are, I mean, the biggest. The, I mean, look, I'm biased. I hate all people equally. Mm, absolutely, you yeah. know. Hear, so hear to that. You know, and I especially hate Italians. Uh, so everyone does. But it's one of those things, like, they brought this up, like, oh, people don't hire women. I'm sitting in the room, and I know the stats, like, of my organisation. And for certain parts of the organisation, it's 70, 30 men to fe- male to female. Yeah. But on the other side of the organisation, it's 70, 30 female to male. But, uh, I mean, these gender differences are really interesting because... biological sex between males and females we have different personality traits and you just you you can't make it equal well like you observe it there are there are traits yeah on large sample sizes right of course males will have high tendency i can't even remember them exactly like females are more agreeable yeah right personality trait agreeableness Mm. females are more agreeable and so you will find in occupations where you've got to be more agreeable. Yeah. It will be... Well, they're more, more caring, domi- more loving and this It will be dominated by females. Well, that's why, like, for instance, like, m- more women go into teaching than males, but more, on a general sort of thing, more males go into finance because just of how the brain sort of thinks. Guys like... Or engineering, you know. Mm. Guys like tinkering with shit in their garage and girls would rather care for a dog. <laughs> Comparatively. Mm. You know, and just a normal sort of thing. But if you're going to hire someone for a job, at the end of the day, you're, if you're working with someone, you're hiring for a team. You just want the best people. Mm. And that could be, you know, at the end of the day, it could be a robot walking in. But if that robot has all the skills necessary to complete the job on time and this and that, then you're going to fucking hire the robot. I, I actually think, I, I mean, I from a university perspective, right, where, we're, where we've looked at different things or different... Um, I don't know, d- different events that have gone on and we needed people. The call goes out. Yeah. Right. People apply for yeah. whatever it is. And it just so happens that when you 
I, I mean, I take the three-minute thesis, for example. Yeah, yeah, Every yeah. I've been in it once. I've attended it quite a number of times. The finals, right? You get 10 people. Yeah. And it just so happens every single year, the group is a is an eclectic... Yeah, of course it is. Is an eclectic group, right? That have made it... And there's no one... They're not trying to actively go, oh, we need we need to fill quotas yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's always... One, I remember one year there was four females, six males. The other year, other way there around. was the yeah, other yeah. way around. One year it was equal 50 50. Yeah. You've got different ages. You've but got that's th- what you expect. Cause it, just, it just happens. So I feel like when you're just trying to get the best, yeah. you want the, the best. You're going to get the diversity anyway. You, the diversity See, will I come. Think, I, think the be- I think the important thing is. Provided pick- within the limitation that if you've got well, in the funnel like 80% of males studying engineering. Mm. Right, and you've got let's say eighty percent females in your workforce. Something's not representative of of that well, dynamic. Well, of course not. And you're never going to be accurately hundred percent perfectly representative of everything because it's yeah. just not going to be the case. Because that's social engineering. If you're hiring someone because you need to fill a, a, a diversity quota or something like that, I, I'll take which I'll is take, horrible. Take something for, for my ever, for my research. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, four out of every five people with autism are male. Yeah, right. But halfway through when I was collecting my data, I had 50% females fill up my survey. Oh, there you go. And I was like, hang on a second. This is not representative of of the figures. I should have four out of five yeah, of, of my participants yeah. being male. And I had to look closer at why why it was. Mm. And it was just... Just it, happened. It just happened that females were more likely to fill out questionnaires yeah. <laughs> so, than males. Well, yeah. Uh, I, think, I think it's one of those things. Like, you know, what we should be striving for within a workforce sort of environment or any sort of environment is equality of opportunity. If you have the opportunity to apply for a job, go for it. That's it. And I think that everyone, I mean, look, seek is like, you know, if you're applying for a job on seek, for instance, anyone can apply for a job on seek, but the, uh, opportunity, uh, 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 what's it called? Uh, equality, no, equality, equity, Hmm. within the workforce like uh, having you know 50 50 males and females in a job like a job description so that is never going to happen because or if it does very rare but what you're going to find is that people like you said gravitate towards certain things that they enjoy and are going to succeed in that field more than Hmm. someone else you know both everyone has the opportunity to apply but the outcome is never most likely never going to be the representative numbers of the population. Hmm. See, one thing I, I, I do feel, right, and I don't necessarily think it's the gender gap, I think it's the mother gap. Right. Uh, so females going off and having a birth, right? Well, there's that, yeah. Right. Now, I, I actually support, I actually feel we should be more supportive of mothers. Yeah. Right, be- because they have, and it's in the best interest for their child and the community mm. that they create a great bond in the first five years of that child's life. Oh, of course, life, very right? important. Very important. And because of that, they're not going to have necessarily the same, if they're not working full-time, then they're not going to have the same progressive uh, yeah. or advancement in an organisation. And mm. and that in turn is going to affect their super when they retire. Of course. Right? So I, I, feel like, I feel like there should be some effort to help mothers along because that's just... Yeah. That's just how it is. And I think... Um, I, I, you know, they, they, I would actually much prefer them to take the time off and spend the time with their child. Well, I would prefer them to take the time and off. have the flexible have the flexible work arrangements. And I think I think addressing that as a bias and going, well, how as an organisation can we support this? Yeah. So we've got productive work. But you can't just pay 
I'm sorry to say this. You can, no, well, you can't pay them for doing nothing. You can't pay them for doing nothing. But I think giving the opportunity to have flexible working hours... And also to recognise that they may be set back in their career and maybe to allow more, oh, more men- mentorship yeah, of course. Right, in the workplace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe maybe some like accelerator programs to, to help them advance if, mm. that, if they wanted. Yeah, of course. I, I, I feel like that is th- th- appropriate. But in the same sense, and this is, where, this is where people get lost in the weeds from what I... What, if there's advanced or quicker mentorship programs, this and that, you can't just offer it to the females. No, of course not. You have to offer it to everybody. And I think that's where people get upset about things. Because people will go, only women are getting opportunity for faster, or, you know, you know, part-time hours, and then quicker acceleration later on. And I think that's where people get upset more than anything else in regards to the workforce. Because mm. they say, like, all these benefits, I'm going to put them in inverted commas, for women in regards to that, you know, and just because they're doing something that, you know, is part of life. It's not like men can have children. Mm. Men can stay home, but at the end of the day, like, the woman's got to have the ba- the baby. <laughs> I, I mean, the, the, the woman's got to have, the, the female's got to have the baby. And, and it's got to affect Within them. that first year, it's got to be, it's the, the, it's child, the, mother, well, the child and the mother relationship. Yeah, exactly right. You do, we can't get past that point. Like, no, that's, that's gotta right. Be... And that's the most important. And I think people are going to see those accelerated programs and the ability to have flexible working hours. And, and I think that's where people like, you know, these you know, right wing, I'll put them in vertical, or incels, or what it, like, you know, men's rights groups are going, oh, you know, why don't we get that? Well, I would say work hard. Well, exactly right. You yeah. know, stop work hard and work for the organization, and hopefully the organization values its employees, and that's it, and can support the the best employees to pro- to progress. That's exactly right. But the same and, sense, and I mean, you can't. I mean, this is the thing. Let's say we had a female intern yeah. who was really good at a job, but had a kid. Yeah. Right. I think as an employee, well, I've got you've got okay. I, can't, I just can't. I've got to fill your gap. So a maternity position. All right, that's fine. All right, we do that. We fill that gap. Yeah. But I would be like, if you're really good at your job, I want you back. Of course, and I'll do what I I will do was what I can and as an employer, yeah, yeah, to get you back, yeah, yeah, and to catch you up, yeah, and do, do you know what I mean? I feel like yeah, it yeah, should, yeah. Th- that should just happen. Of course, yeah. But anyway, so let's go back to the unconscious bias thing because yes, it's sort of tumbles off. And the only thing I could think of, and I've heard this a few times, but maybe you can give shit. I think if you have a set of principles mm-hmm. that are morally right, or morally just, and consistent with laws. And that's the only thing we can really judge things on. Well, that's a very philosophical because what's, what's what are these moral principles well, right or course, wrong? Well, of course, of course. But if you just say I, everyone that comes into here has the opportunity to apply and is treated the same within the interview setting as as best we possibly can cater, then there's no issue about there's no unconscious bias and again you've talked about you know i can't work with this type of of person like you know if they're mm. criminal sex offender pedophile whatever i'm going to remove myself from that situation because i'm going to be very biased towards but, this but type of to, person to, to me it's more it's actually better to understand I, for me it's I, I actually prefer people to go these are the values that i have yes i'm putting them on the table yes this is why i have these values but right okay co- can be can be completely different to someone else yeah, yeah of course right open and discrepancy and uh, i think that's actually far so here, here's a question for you because i was thinking about this if you understand why you have a bias towards someone mm. 
and you understand your values within that or uh, value bias towards anything. Yeah. Is it then unconscious? Uh, I think. Well, or is that only in the implicit decision making process that you're having? Well, I think when you really drill down to the why you've got these values, yeah. right? Where it becomes a conscious process. But I think then you're going to forget about it, and in your everyday life, you're going to yeah, you're your behavior, revert back. Your yeah. behaviors, you're, you're going to make rev- decisions. I guess you know, for me, it's like under like you know, the way I understand the brain is how I've learnt music, mm. and you know, you sort of learn something, and then if you're trying to learn something different, it's hard to have that be the like you have to physically think about that new mm. idea because you'll always revert back to your old practices, your old habits. Mm. And I think it's the same for thinking. But again, if you understand why you have those values and principles in your head about anything, then it should be okay. And I don't understand. But a lot of people don't have that why. Well, yes, exactly right. And I think, but again, will someone who doesn't have that in their brain or doesn't have that understanding of, of people or understanding of why they think a certain way progress as far in the workforce and be a leader as much as someone who doesn't understand that because that takes a it potentially could I, I don't know let me know if I'm wrong does take a I would say a higher intellect or a higher ability to understand people hmm. and yourself see, than someone who doesn't do that see I, I mean people get promoted could just be on, wrong on fluke or whatever of course I, I, I would argue most people don't understand why they have those values and I think when you have yeah. those value conversations it's really fascinating. Yeah. And it can actually be really tormenting for someone to really drill down yeah. to understand why, yeah, they have yeah. those, why they have those values. Um, and it's the, like I drill down on people on, on the election. Like, well, why are you a liberal voter? Yeah. yeah, yeah. A- and what are the values? Yeah, exactly. Or right. why are you a Labor voter? Yeah. And, and what, are those, what are those values that, that you have? Um, but I think once, I, I mean, I remember someone saying to me, they're like, I don't think I could ever be like a like a psychologist or work with people yeah, yeah. or, you know, have people yell at me or, or you know, I've got kids that, you know, work with a kid who strangled a teacher, right? Right. And, you know, comment from the teacher saying, like, I can't believe how calm you are in, in working in this mm. situation. And I guess one of, the, like, one of the things is I know my values. Yeah. Um, and this I, is what I'm going back I, to. I, you can do I that know, job. I, I can do that job because I know my values. Yeah. I know where I stand. Um, like I've had that intellectual thought as well, and I know that if someone is trying to get really angry and really emotionally at me, yeah. that you know it's it's not an actual proper discourse, and I'd much yeah. rather have a proper discourse. So I'm just like, well, fuck it, like yeah. you're emotional, fuck off, yeah, in a nice way, of course, yeah. And I look, and I think that I I, I don't know where the line, the, the, that distinction, I can't properly find that distinction between when an unconscious bias becomes a conscious bias. Like how far into understanding your own self, your own principles, your own value, and how that correlates with everybody else. See, I, I have issues with that word unconscious, right? Yeah, I, think, I do too. I think it's just very I think hard. It's, I think it's there. Like, well, yeah, of course. It's there and it's at that surface and you could, if you really thought about it, pull it out. Of course. And that I have issues with that unconscious bias. So let's... Let's just say, like, you know, you look at a bunch of teenagers and your first instinct is, oh, they're causing trouble, hmm. right? Is that because you can't just have that opinion on something unless you've experienced something of similar Well, there could be, there could be, there could be the reason why you have that is because other people have 
told you told you that's what you should believe that's right and then you go you look at that situation you go oh okay that's but more than likely if you see a bunch of teenagers doing something mm. or like you know a bunch of kids running around you go oh that's trouble because one you've ever been told which is secondhand information or you've probably experienced something like mm. that and that experience that you've had around that situation is the only way to learn i mean that's how we learn instruments. That's mm. how we learn... You know, you don't learn th- instruments or music through osmosis. Mm. Like, one in a billion people can do that. Yeah. You know, no, no, there hasn't been another Mozart. You know what I mean? But... It's our, for- our memory and our experience, right, is actually really faulty. Oh, yeah. It is not, it is not reliable and it's really faulty. And one of the, I guess one of the really interesting things is... And, and I, love working, I love working with people and I love exploring these things with, with yeah. people, right? Um, that's what this whole podcast is—just one uh, big experiment. That's it. <laughs> Trying to find out what how a finance guy ticks. <laughs> but it's but it's fascinating. It, but it's fascinating when you have these conversations with people about, uh, in essence, their values. But also, you know, like you might say, okay, this person has seen a group of people, and then they lock their car door because they, yeah. go, oh, they're they're yeah, scary. Yeah. And over a number of years, this belief system and and i wouldn't say like i wouldn't say it's unconscious i would say it's there and but you haven't quite tapped you haven't quite like i was gonna say and tapped into it right but you 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 do it more and more and more and it can happen more and more and and, uh, different social external stimuli can reinforce that sort of thing is because that i guess for music term for guitar Mm. right if you learn something and you learn it like you know you do it for a year Mm. That for that becomes that whole muscle memory. I know yeah. it's not a real thing, but yeah. that muscle memory. And I'm assuming those sort of activities that you do, like you know, locking your car door when you see a certain kind of person outside, yeah. is not real. It's more of a muscle memory reaction rather than a, you know, it's not really unconscious because you go, I see this, my brain sees this. That means I should do this because that. That triggers an activity. I, I, I was, it's not unconscious because there's definitely a thought process there, there involved. Could, well, there is a thought it's, process it's, because when we, when they, when these behaviours actually cause a problem in someone's life, impairs their daily functioning, and they come in and they see a therapist, and then we start to challenge. Yeah. Like, and you, like, once again, it's an uncomfortable experience yeah. for people because we're going, well, give me evidence. Yeah. And they're going, oh, but I locked my car door because I saw these, these scary yeah. people. How do you know they're scary? Yeah. Like, what were they actually doing? Oh, well, they were just standing around talking to each other. Uh, and you know what I mean? And you yeah. really... <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah, you, and you really drill down down into it. And then they sort of go, well, hang on a second. I can't actually... Yeah. I, I can't actually justify why I did this behavior. Yeah. Um, but I don't... And then, the, then they get, go to this point where like, well, I don't know why... I don't know... Then they're at this point of like, I don't know why I did... Like, why I do this. Or I don't know why I do this, beha- like yeah, this behavior, and you're able to sort of go. Well, you are actually thinking about this. Of course, are, you are. These are you don't realize that they're thoughts, but they, they, there is that process that's actually occurring, and then you drill deeper into well values and and yeah. and why why would this happen, and is this the actual person you want to be, and yeah. and so forth. Again, I think the whole process. I mean, I'm having a bit of laugh at them finding the study didn't find what they wanted. Which is the best thing? Well, they had a bias. They had this unconscious bias, or this, you know, that, and I thought that was the most ironically funny thing ever. But the the biggest thing I had an issue with was they called it unconscious bias, and I'm like, nah, Kieran's gonna eat this shit up. He's gonna go, nah, fuck this shit, <laughs> because 
I've talked with you enough and I, I love listening to you talk about this sort of stuff because it helps me understand the world a little bit more in a different way. And as soon as I saw this, I'm like, Kieran's going to love this because I, I know he's going to shit. I don't, he's mind, gonna shit over I don't mind a snazzy title to get people into the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Of course. But... Unconscious like, bias. <laughs> like start, like, you know what I mean? Start the seminar with, yeah, by the way, you're, you're suckers because you, you've come to this because yeah. of the title. Uh, like, like, yeah, and you know what? This lady did not do that. So, Kieran won. Again, <laughs> PhD man, non PhD woman, zero. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Uh, Kieran, how about we say we wrap this one up? Because it's actually been a really cool episode. An hour like, and a half. An hour and a half? Jeez, what the fuck did that happen? That- that conversation on unconscious bias took 30 minutes. No way. Yeah. Wow. Sometimes, who would have thought we'd have an intellectual conversation after stories about thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> and a man who um, got out of a soccer game <laughs> by pretending <laughs> to be, be dead. dead. Sometimes we just uh, we do surprise ourselves. But Kieran, I'm very much looking forward to episode 45 to be uh, inter- placed onto the correct... Uh, Correct SoundCloud page for all our lovely listeners. And speaking for all our lovely wankers out there, make sure you do follow us on SoundCloud, on iTunes, where you will find the new episode 45 and this episode, obviously, 46. And hopefully on Sunday, the 2nd of December, 2018. Part one, maybe, of episode 29? I don't know. I don't know. We'll unless, unless, you know, tell me what Kira does, but definitely follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. And of course... And I've got to do a shout out. Um, if you're listening to this, it would mean the world to an uh, 11-year-old if you could go onto YouTube, VJ the DJ. VJ the DJ. VJ the DJ. And just subscribe to his YouTube channel. We should do that. I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm, I'm gonna already go. subscribed. There you go. But if... If we could get a few more subscribers, I'm he would that. love it. I mean that. And of course, if you'd like to send us some hate mail, a death threat, or a rant, uh, you can either record it on your phone and send it to us at the We Only Do One Take podcast at gmail.com, or you can just email us uh, a lovely letter or anything like that. And, uh, you know, give us a review as well. Yeah, do what you want to do. But uh, keep in contact. We love you guys quite a bit. Kieran. 46 episodes in we're warming Ooh. we're warming up to our uh, big 50th 50th episode Christmas day and Christmas day is it 50th one on Christmas day yeah now and then we've got 51 in Phillip Island oh yeah it's gonna be very exciting we're gonna have to do some party games for that one uh, but thank you for another fantastic episode and thank a 30 you. minute talk about unconscious bias you're welcome I feel like I learned heaps <laughs> amazingly and we will see all you lovely wankers next Thursday <laughs> Good discussion. I was very impressed. I didn't realize we were going off half an hour. Yeah. I sort of looked down. I was like, oh, shit. Uh, My Fitbit is telling me it's time for bed. (laughs) Yeah.